This episode of the Case for Safety podcast is sponsored by Safety 2022. Welcome to the Case for Safety podcast, our conversations with safety experts aim to share ideas and insights you can use to help your organization benefit from efforts to improve worker safety and health. I'm your host, Scott Fowler. The world of occupational safety and health offers no shortage of opportunities to share your expertise with your peers, whether it's presenting a webinar, speaking at a conference, or writing an article, which is what we'll be talking about today. Joining me to share how you can add your voice and expertise to the safety and health conversation is Tina Angley. Tina is manager of member publications at ASSP and editor of Professional Safety Journal. Tina, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Scott. Great to be talking to you. Now, as I as I said there, you are the editor of Professional Safety Journal. So I thought a good place to start would be to introduce the journal to listeners, you know, what kind of information you can uh, find uh, within the journal and, you know, just what, what it offers for safety professionals. Yeah, thanks. So professional safety is for, for those of listeners who aren't familiar or aren't members of ASSP, uh, we are the flagship publication of ASSP. We've been publishing since 1956, uh, although the, the titles changed a couple of times over, over the course of those years. We're read by all of our ASSP membership. We have about 36,000 members in 80 countries around the world. And, you know, as you know, sharing knowledge is at the heart of everything we do at ASSP, and that's true for professional safety as well. So, we, uh, we're a bit of a hybrid publication. We fall somewhere between a trade magazine and an academic journal. We publish focused research-based articles, as well as shorter, more sort of broadly applicable practical content. But we aim for all of our content, all of our articles to offer something practical for readers that they can take away and apply in their workplaces. What are some examples of things that readers might be able to find within professional safety? So uh, some of the types of articles we publish, you might find a longer form piece uh, sharing current research that's been done in in various industries, Uh, for example, um, in mining, uh, maybe in uh, fall protection, in safety training, these sorts of areas. Uh, You may also find shorter pieces that uh, share best practices that, that practitioners can apply in their workplaces sort of tips and recommendations for challenges they may be facing in on construction sites. For example, we had at the, the start of the pandemic, we had an article on construction sites where the author shared some of their COVID protocols and putting those in place when it was brand new and, and our readers were able to gain some insights there. Okay, great. Now, thinking about it in terms of of writing for the journal, as we said, you know, this is a a great opportunity for safety professionals to share their expertise with their peers. So for somebody who might be interested in doing something like that in in authoring an article, what are some of the the benefits to them for, you know, submitting an article to Professional Safety Journal? So there are a number of practical benefits, um, things like, you know, you can help maintain your professional certifications, which I know is an ongoing a need for our members and safety professionals. 
publishing an article can add to your CV and help your career, advance your career, which is, is important to all of us. But on top of those practical benefits, there are some of those intangibles like credibility. You can gain professional exposure in your area um, and help build your credibility and establish your authority as a subject matter expert in a specific topic um, with your colleagues, peers, uh, current and future employers. You also have added opportunity for networking associated specifically with a topic that you are writing about. Uh, you can make new connections with folks to expand your professional network. We've also heard stories from veteran safety professionals who've actually reconnected with colleagues that they may have lost touch with uh, because of an article that they wrote. So I, I would say probably one of the, the biggest things that we hear from safety professionals about the benefits that they gain from writing is the ability to share knowledge, being able to impact workplaces beyond their own by kind of reaching out to other safety professionals and sharing their lessons learned or sharing their practices and recommendations that they have uh, that they have honed over over time um, that can help impact other workplaces and and maybe help folks who you know someone who's facing a new workplace challenge uh, maybe down the road too uh, and have more of an impact over time not just necessarily across geographical lines so something you write today may help safety professionals for years in the future one more practical benefit actually that I can share and this might actually be being shared for the first time, um, starting with articles published in our June 2022 issue, authors of published peer-reviewed feature articles in professional safety um, will actually receive a complimentary year of ASSP membership. So that's um, sort of an appreciation that we can extend our authors as uh, a way to say thank you for contributing to the body of knowledge of the profession. It's um, one of the things that keeps the profession moving forward. Definitely, yeah, that's a, a lot of great benefits. A lot of a lot of great reasons for for folks to you know to write articles, get themselves out there, and and help the help the safety and health community. Now, I, I know for for some listeners, the idea of of writing an article, maybe particularly uh, a peer reviewed article the thought of that could be very, very intimidating. So I wonder if we could talk through, you know, the, the submission, the writing, the editorial process to kind of give folks a better idea of, you know, what, what, what's involved and kind of put their minds at ease, uh, you know, that, that it's, it's not, it's not as daunting as it might seem to, to be a writer, to write an article for professional safety. Sure. So, um, I, I, I think one of the things to keep in mind is, it's not, uh, I think the, you know, everyone involved is there, we're all people just like you. The editorial review board is made up of folks who are members of the organization, who are working practitioners. Uh, you may even say they are just like you. And maybe you may be a member of the editorial board someday. If you are a reader, you are also a writer. If you are a speaker, you are also a writer. If you are a person who speaks to your boss, you are also a writer. If you speak to employees or if you work on training materials for, for workers, if you are um, trying to write a proposal, for example, 
uh, to your boss to, to start a new initiative, uh, writing procedures for end users, anything uh, like those, those examples, those are examples of writing in your profession, whatever that professional life may be. And we know safety professionals do a lot of those things, right? So you can say writing an article could actually help you improve in those areas as well. And you may have a lot more to share than you realize. Um, so I think the first thing I would want to say is that our reviewers, the evaluators, they're people like you. The other part of it is the editorial team. We, we're on your side. We want to help our members find their voice and share the expertise that we know they have with other professionals. So hopefully that helps um, take a little bit of the edge off. But the other piece of it is we have, we have guidelines. Uh, so the first place to start with submitting is to read our submission guidelines on our website, whether it's professional safety or another journal, every publication has submission guidelines available and you read through them. And if you have questions, you can always ask, uh, but hopefully they're pretty straightforward. They give you um, some guidance on the types of information we're looking for, the types of articles, what sort of things to share in your article. And we also publish a, we have a, a call for submissions that gives you an idea of specific topics that our editorial board has identified as being particularly of interest. However, we consider articles on other topics as well. If it's something that safety professionals in some capacity need to tackle, if it would appeal to a segment of our, of our readers, you know, those, those sorts of things, we, we publish stories or articles on those types of things. If it's something very niche, you may want to offer some recommendations that can be applied in general industry to take the learnings from that specific area to expand to help someone in general industry as well. I love a couple of the examples you gave there, you know, whether, you know, you might be speaking at conferences or developing procedures at your work site. Would you encourage potential writers to think about the fact you, you don't have to start from scratch, that, you know, it, it can involve something you may have already developed or tie in with the, the work that you do every day. So it's, you know, you're not necessarily starting from, from a blank page. You can utilize things you're already doing to help build into an article. Exactly. You know, I think that's true. That's true for anything. If you, you're not going to start from scratch because you, you're starting from where you are. You are starting from the expertise that you have. You just don't necessarily have it organized in paragraph form. <laughs> so it, it, the key, I think, is to put effort toward organizing your thoughts, uh, developing. I mean, these are things that are going to help you hone your writing skills and hone your skills in professional life as well. Organizing your thoughts, developing a message or a theme, uh, researching existing literature or documentation, uh, making a compelling argument and supporting your argument with evidence or reference to literature or accepted best practice, demonstrating practical value to your audience in our case, to our readers, these things apply even if you're talking to 
if, if you're trying to, you're putting forth a proposal uh, for a new initiative, you have to do your research. You have to develop a convincing argument, right? Um, so these are all things that you will actually use and that maybe you are already using in your professional life. So it's a matter of applying them in a different way. Definitely. Something I just thought of, I think it's important for potential writers to keep in mind is that you, you don't have to go it alone either. That, you know, we have a lot of pieces in professional safety that, that are co-authored by potentially three or four authors. You can, you can collaborate with your peers, your colleagues to bring even more expertise to the table and then communicate that out to others. Exactly. That's actually a really good point. You, you don't have to do it by yourself if it is something that seems a little bit challenging to do on your own. Maybe ask a colleague to partner up or maybe someone who you admire from afar <laughs> who happens to share a perspective or a, or, or a way, an approach that you are using. Or maybe someone who is taking a completely opposite approach from your own. You could actually pair um, on an article to uh, share sort of a balanced perspective, two views to the same challenge. So that, that's a really good idea. Something you've touched on are, are peer-reviewed articles. The articles in professional safety will fall into either peer-reviewed or non-peer-reviewed. So I wonder if we could talk about the, the difference between those two and maybe a little bit about the, the peer review process to give listeners some insight into what's involved there. Sure. So our peer-reviewed articles, they're as the name suggests, reviewed by our editorial review board, who are peers of our, our members. And essentially the difference, I would say the, the main difference is peer-reviewed articles really need to add to or advance the knowledge base of the safety profession. So what that means is they should share new information or research or offer some new insight or a new approach to an established practice, whereas our best practices articles or some of the other types of articles we publish could be sharing established practices and sort of approaches and tips, um, but that aren't necessarily breaking new ground for the safety profession, whereas manuscripts that are research-based, are sharing new research and new information, new insights, those are going to be evaluated by our eight-member editorial review board. And as far as the, the editorial review process, uh, they evaluate all the manuscripts that qualify for peer review based on a number of criteria. But the, the point I think that's important to take away here is that the process, while it may, you know, the process of, of developing an article and submitting it and waiting for feedback that may be daunting and, and, and a, an investment, a time investment, certainly, all of our authors receive feedback from the editorial board. And, and I think that's a really important thing to share is that the, the purpose of that feedback is to help the writer refine their work, to convey their information uh, and clarify their message, clarify the points that they want to make and better showcase that information to readers to give them takeaway value and really help that article have 
meaning in the workplace, uh, meaningful impact in the workplace. And I think it's also important to point out that we gather evaluations from all of our editorial board members. So that's eight different perspectives on your manuscript. So the feedback you receive is actually, you know, it's, it's sort of like sharing your, your article with a panel of eight peers who are really your peers. They really have expertise in the workplace and they're, they're working practitioners and, you know, they actually represent a f- fairly good cross-section of our, our membership. So it's, it's sort of, I, I feel it's a great benefit that we can offer authors is to give them uh, this incredible feedback from our editorial team and our board. Um, and hopefully the, you know, the goal there is to help refine their work, to present it in the best way possible, and really share that message with readers. Absolutely. Uh, any any uh, final thoughts you'd like to leave our listeners, you know, those potential writers with about writing for professional safety and what, what it can do for their career? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you, you touched on one of these things earlier, publishing a peer-reviewed article. You know, there's a lot of professional benefits uh, that can help take your career to the next level. If it seems like too big of a lift, consider collaborating with others to share the workload. Um, another tip to make the peer review process easier is actually ask a few colleagues before you submit uh, for their feedback. Um, so it might help you root out some of the areas that need clarification before you even take that leap. Um, and the last thing I definitely want to share is that writing is an important career skill for safety professionals and other professionals, no matter what industry you work in. Like any skill, like anything you do, you get better at it with practice. None of us is born knowing how to play the guitar. Uh, you, you have to practice at it. Absolutely. Uh, I uh, really encourage uh, our listeners out there, take the leap, join the conversation, uh, submit to PSJ. We'll uh, include a a link to uh, submit to professional safety with this episode. So uh, I really uh, encourage folks to uh, get their their voice and their expertise out there. So uh, uh, well, thank you so much, Tina, for coming on. I uh, I hope your inbox is flooded with uh, with submissions after after this episode and uh we uh we add uh, more uh, more voices to the safety and health conversation that's the goal thanks so much scott it's really great to be here join us for safety 2022 to gain top quality education from leaders in occupational safety and health network with thousands of other osh professionals and learn about the latest product and service innovations in the field The Safety 2022 Professional Development Conference and Exposition will take place June 27th through the 29th, both online and in person in Chicago, Illinois. Learn more and register at safety.assp.org. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Case for Safety podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also connect with us at assp.org and follow us on Twitter at ASSP Safety. We'll see you next time.